0: Well, good morning, everyone. This is uh, Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Park, California, and it's good to be back. I know we were on a couple-week hiatus due to my uh, vocation, but we are back, and um, we are definitely uh, thankful to be back. Uh, as today, um, we will uh, speak of the ninth and 10th Commandments. Now, this is the close of our of our catechism study on the commandments. Uh, next week we will venture off into the Apostles' Creed. But today um, I, I think we have a really good study on contentment. And that is something that is, I think, that we always wrestle with um, in many ways, shapes, or forms in this temporal life, in this, um, in this transitory life, as we would call it, um, as we await Uh, the not yet, and that is the return of our Lord. So, let's get into it, but before we begin, let us begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for your word. May this word dwell within us richly as we, as you grant us faith uh, to trust in the very gifts that you give to us in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless us, O Lord, in this word, and may this word grant us all wisdom as we continue to live in the contentment that flows from your bountiful, merciful, and graceful hand. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, very good. Uh, as we continue today, contentment, ninth and tenth commandments, what are those about? If you have your uh, uh, catechism out, uh, please get that out as we go through this on the ninth and tenth commandments here. But just to give you the, uh, uh, the, the commandments and, and to give you that review of what the commandment is in those ninth and tenth, you know, we, we group those together because they are very similar, and they address uh, the very uh, idea, or not even the idea, but God's gift of contentment, right? So, you shall not, ninth commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, Right? Uh, What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not scheme to get our neighbor's inheritance or house or get in a way which only appears right, but help and be of service to him in keeping it. So the ninth commandment about the neighbor's house, do not covet. That is, do not uh, do not have that uh, sinful desire for anything that does not belong to. To you, right? That belongs to your neighbor. You look at it, you covet it, you you greed for it. Now, greed in itself is uh, what is it? It's a very uh, insidious uh, thing, right? We we can go down that avalanche of greed, and it just continues to snowball, and our human self, uh, you know, um, uh, more, more, more. uh, We we want to take in. I think I always bring up the the movie. Um, spirited Away, which came out probably, what, 20 years ago, I think? And um, there was a scene in the movie where uh, the girl's parents were at this marketplace, and they, were, they saw this good lay of food out on this table, and uh, the daughter would say, enough, enough, you, you've had enough. Oh, but the parents were coveting this food so much that literally they turned into Pigs. Right? And it was just a metaphor of how fattened, I believe that was what they were trying to show us, how fattened we have become in our own, um, in our own covetousness, right? That, you know, when we talk about uh, 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 feeding on our own greed, how it, it does turn us um, into this metaphoric pig, right? As we're just, greed, we, this greed continues to just we, you know, we, we just want more and more and more and more and more, and soon enough we lose ourselves in who we really are, right? And, you know, the commandments are very good in a sense where it shows us that uh, it, it addresses uh, the, the true sin in our lives. Now, the Tenth Commandment, again, God's gift of contentment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Uh, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force away our neighbor's wife, workers, or animals, or turn them against him, but urge them to stay and do their duty. Again, you know, when we speak of David, King David, and Uriah, and Bathsheba, that is a picture of coveting, taking what is not yours and having that, Sin of greed, uh, reaching out and taking, again, we know the story in, in the book of uh, Samuel, Second Samuel, where uh, David uh, would uh, take uh, the wife of Uriah, uh, she, uh, he would lay with her. Uh, uh, then he would go on to commit murder uh, to Uriah to cover up what he had done and we know the whole dramatic story of how sin unfolds and it all begins with covetousness. Now today uh, when we talk about the ninth and tenth commandment I'm just gonna keep it basic today and I'm gonna keep this trying to keep this below 20 minutes that's the goal friends but contentment now The question is, are you content? What is the source of your contentment? You you really have to ask yourself that. Uh, I think I I wrestle with this day in and day out because I know that contentment in my sinful nature can be very, uh, what's the word? Very fickle, very up and down, very focused on so many different things. And the ninth and 10th commandment, well, it always goes back to the first commandment, of course, about you shall have no other gods. But in the ninth and 10th commandment, it really reminds us of what is our, Contentment that, that's what we have to always ask ourselves now, now it really does address the sinful, frail, and weak uh, uh, heart of man, right because we live in a world that sends us uh, this message of contentment as uh, well, um, I, I think something that uh, something that we need to find in the world now. This, these commandments show us clearly uh, that that is not the case, right? If you have your Bibles out, uh, 1 Timothy 6, 8 to 10, if you could turn there, 1 Timothy 6, 8 to 10. And when we talk about contentment here, and we're going to go towards this line of covetousness, uh, this is uh, the way to which we see that tension, Right? How are we going to have contentment? Now, our human sinful nature says what? Covetousness. 1 Timothy 6, 8-10. It reads, If we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmless desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this, this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Right? That when we talk about contentment, how the love of money, and we live in a world, especially here in America, where the love of money is, is that constant quest for many people, and how it has, uh, as we plunge into this, uh, into this sin, how it causes great destruction, right? But also in Hebrews 13.5, if you have that out, Hebrews 13.5, here we see the verse, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? So here, St. Paul really is speaking of, uh, yes, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is your contentment. Yet the tension that we face is what? that this love of money, the covetous heart, will give you what you desire, and that is your contentment, and that is the great deception in our sin and of the devil and of the world, right? This is the tension that we face in the ninth and 10th commandment as it really does unfold uh, uh, this very theme of contentment. Where do you find it, right, Um, as we continue on here? Uh, Romans 7, 8, if you can turn there in your Bible, Romans 7, 8, it reads uh, right here. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the, con- through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. The law shows us our sin. The law shows us our own Greed. The law addresses what uh, really is our sin, and, and there we see that this sin of covetousness, the sin of greed, that 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 megaphones and magnifies that that we uh, need more than God, or that God has not done enough, or that He is not sufficient, and that we must find outside of God and His Word and His promise. Reliance on our own greedy and covetous heart. Uh, this, is, uh, this is, again, the, the tension that we face. And um, if you're honest with yourself, as I always look at the commandments, and this is what the diagnosis of the law shows us. It shows us our sin. It shows us, in this case, with the ninth and 10th commandment, uh, the sin of covetousness. Right? Um, and how dangerous this is. Because the, the act of covetousness, what can happen is what? As we read in 1 Timothy 6, 8-10, we could plunge into it, and there, uh, uh, soon enough, we flee from the Lord, and what, what grabs hold of us is this world, is of the devil, and there we go on our own way. No one is immune. Therefore, the law shows us our sin. Therefore, the law shows us uh, not only our, our own sin, but it also shows us uh, the call to repentance, of course. There we confess our sins. And there we rest in the true contentment that is in the Lord, that is Jesus Christ. Right? Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Uh, one of my favorite Psalms um, in the Bible here. Psalm 121. And this is always a reminder for me, the gift of contentment and where all blessings flow. And that is from our Lord's bountiful hand. Why don't you read this with me? Psalm 121, if you have that out. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Contentment. And that contentment is what? One with God. Just as I read there in Psalm 121, my help comes from the Lord. Everything comes from the creator of the heavens and the earth, verse 2 of Psalm 121, and there we see our true contentment, that if that, that uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, of course, and there as children of God, John one twelve, we very well know that as his children, um, as the citizenship of heaven, as we are his children covered by the blood of Christ, there we have our ultimate source of contentment it's in Christ Jesus this is the tension that we face our own covetousness says Christ is not enough Father Son and Holy Spirit is not enough we need to find this in this world when in fact the law shows us our sin the law shows us our transgression there we repent and rest in what our true contentment is and that is Jesus Christ his death and resurrection um, his uh, blood shed for us the conquering uh, through the empty tomb there he is risen he is not here and in his uh, victory, the sting of death has been plucked out and that we have the true contentment and that true contentment is one with God. Remember, God creates all things. He gives you all things. And this is the tension that we face as the Lord gives us these commandments to show us what we're really dealing with, right? Let's just be honest with ourselves. Right, we look at our pocketbook. We look at the things of the world. We 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 look at all the you know. You turn on the TV and you see the ads, you see the commercials, and and it's a constant grab for something, and that grab is filled with covetousness, right? And this is the tension that we all face because at the end of the day we're we're all sinners. Uh, we all face that battle, right? But this ninth and tenth commandment shows us the law shows us our sin. Romans Romans five. Uh, uh, I think Romans 3, sorry, Romans 3, uh, the law shows us our sin, and, and there um, not only does it show us our sin, but it also, uh, in John 1, um, 1 John 1, <laughs> 8 and 9, uh, the Lord, when we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just, he, he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and in the Lord we have our contentment. Luke twelve, twenty two to 34, very familiar text for many of you as we preach on this, um, in our lectionary, but luke twelve twenty two to thirty four if you could turn to that for me real quick i 'll give you a second. And here, when we talk about contentment, uh, uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he is teaching them to to not be anxious right And in Luke twelve uh, he, he speaks of uh, 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 the the birds. Uh, Consider the ravens, verse 24, they neither sow nor reap, they neither have storehouses nor barns, and yet God feeds them, of how much more value are you than the birds, right? And then he brings up the lilies in verse 27, if you have that out there in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, if you're just joining me, uh, Luke 12, verse 27, uh, for all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Right? And this is, this is the tension the devil tries to um, push on us. That your contentment, the devil says, is not in the cross. The devil says, yes, God uh, your scripture might say that God created all things. He created you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made that he has given you all things. No, the devil says you need more. God is not sufficient. You need to be God. And that God of covetousness is your, uh, your pursuit of happiness in your life, your pursuit of contentment in your life. Uh, I want you to see how this manifests in your life, right? How does it? What is your gift? What is your object of contentment? Ask yourself that. Right? Is it your checkbook? Trust me. Um, there, you know, you might look at your bank account. And you say, "Oh, good." Ooh, you know, you find your peace in 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 the numbers. You, you find your peace in, in contentment in what you have, and that's you know that's where uh, this commandment really humbles us and brings us to. Repentance, saying, no, look, how much more our Lord gives to us than the ravens of the field or, or the ravens of the air and the, the lilies of the field, and how much more does he value us, right? That not only does he provide for us, but he sends his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. Our greatest discontentment is not that we don't have enough. Our greatest source of discontentment honestly is that separation from God. But yet God gives us the eternal gift of contentment by the sending of His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, I know there are thoughts where you're like, if I just had more God, my life would be better. If I had just this God, my life would be better. I need to get this because if I get this, then my life will be complete. Trust me, that's the tension. And the Lord's saying, no, look. I've given you my son, Jesus Christ, to die and rise for each and every one of you. That is how much I value you. And of course, I will give you what you need. Right, God provides all things and ultimately the bread of life, Jesus Christ. As we have gone through John 6, the last three weeks in our Sunday sermons, which I encourage everyone to join us for. But in that bread, we have the greatest provision. Not only the greatest provision, but our true source of contentment. From the law, covetousness, to the gospel in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where our contentment resides. And what a great application this is for our life as we live our life in this tension of the law and the gospel. And how we both know, all of us know, this tension, yet this consolation, this temptation, yet this promise. And there, again, at the end of the day, through the commandments, shows us our sin points us to Jesus and his cross, and there we have our true source of contentment. Right? Praise God from whom all blessings flow, right? our doxology. And there we thank the Lord for all that he has done. Like You know there are moments in life where you're just like, man, I just need more, but then you, you go back to the word and say, wait, I have all that I need. I am a child of God, and everything comes from God. I might not understand why the things are happening the way they do, but what I do know is that my great source of contentment is the promise that flows from my Lord's bountiful hand, and that is the hands on the cross pierced, their blood shed for me for the forgiveness of my sins. And there I am one with God under his name, as he is my true father and I am his true child. And there I live according and under his promise as I continue to walk in this life of faith. Contentment, that's the thing friends. People in this world are searching and searching and searching but yet our contentment as we look back to the commandments at the end of the day, Of course, shows us our sin of covetousness and greed, but yet points us to our true contentment, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I said I'd end at 20 minutes, and it's already 23 minutes, so I apologize. But this is the the main crux of our study today. I want you to apply this to your life and really discern what is really happening in your life, right? Because trust me, this covetousness is very subtle at times. We get so caught up in the world, caught up in the things, caught up in the values of, of man, And we quickly forget that God has given us all things, right? He has given us all things. And there, in this moment in time, we proceed in the contentment that is of the Lord, right? The gospel, your forgiveness, your identity, the purchase price, that by his blood you are saved and rescued from sin and death. And the gates of hell, contentment, what is that? Jesus, one with God, reconciled to him. Remember that this day. Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your gift of contentment. Lord, please forgive us for our covetous hearts as we, at times, in our sin, live as if we matter the most. Lord, in your forgiveness, bless us uh, with this contentment, the contentment that flows from the cross and the empty tomb. Lead us, O Lord, in the promise of your name, knowing full well that you are with us, that you will never forsake us, and that you will be with us until the end of the age. Lead us in this faith. Um, Continue to protect us. And and may you continue to lead us to overcome this sin of covetousness as we rest in your holy name. Lord, for all these things we are thankful, we pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Please join us tomorrow for For the Kids Friday as we will go through the catechism uh, with the Lord's Prayer. So please join us for that tomorrow, but check this out. Rewind if you caught us late, go over it, review, review, review the Bible verses right here, and really meditate upon um, and pray upon the Ninth and Tenth Commandment, because we know it is all too real. But at the end of the day, friends, contentment you are. Jesus, the blood of Christ, covers you. Have a wonderful day, friends. Love you all, praying for you all. And until next time, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith, Lutheran Church. In Moorpark, California, 93021. Have a wonderful day, and until next time, adios, and goodbye. Thanks for listening to these small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmoorpark.com.